Amen, church. Amen. The Lord is good all the time. Amen. All the time, God is good. Amen. We thank the Lord for another day. Amen. The, the last Sunday in this month of January. Seems like February is coming up pretty fast, huh? That's all right, God. It's still good. This morning, the pastor is going to preach about running from your purpose might bring storms. Running from your purpose might bring storms. From Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Jonah chapter 1. If you ever stand upon God's word, you may do so. Jonah chapter 1. Amen. And it reads, The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarsus. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarsus. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted, Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused a terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, what did, why did you do it, they groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, What should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors rowed even harder to get the ship to the land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sins. And don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. 
And Jonah was inside the fish for what? Amen, church. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name, Lord, and there is none like you. Lord, I, I heard you tell Abraham that you are El Shaddai, God Almighty. Lord, for you are the Almighty God, Heavenly Father. There's nothing going on that you don't know about. And nothing, Lord, catches you by surprise, Heavenly Father. Father, we just come thank you, Lord, for being who you are. Thank you, Lord, for mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for grace. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love you have for us, your children, Heavenly Father. And thank you, Lord, for remembering our friend that we are but just. Heavenly Father. But it's only by you that we have our being, Heavenly Father. It's only by you that we are breathing, Heavenly Father. Walking and talking, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless in the sanctuary from the front of the church all the way to the back and side to side. Touch us right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Touch our minds, our bodies, and our hearts, Lord. Help us to right now just forget about ourselves. And just focus and concentrate on you and your goodness. For you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy of all praises, glory, and honor. We give it all to you, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless every song that will be sung, every prayer that will be prayed. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going forth all across the land, Lord, that it changes us from the inside out, and people would come forth and ask, what must I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise you, we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, church.
the way we live will impact us, how we socialize, how we come together, how we interact with one another. We benefit from spending time with people, and definitely the better the company, the better the experience. We have some people who we know that we don't like to spend quality time with because they are toxic in their relationship with us. And that toxicity, toxicity does not make us feel any better when they are around. There's sometimes why we some people that we choose not to be with or some people that we no longer associate with because how they just make us feel. And you don't even have to be in their presence. They could just give you a phone call and you get to shut up it's that person again. That's all it is it takes for that. So we understand that as social beings, how we can impact and affect other people. But I encourage you that God has created you, that you should be improving the quality of people's lives by using the gift that God has given you. God has created his church with special gifts to build and encourage one another. The church, what is the body of believers? Individually, collectively, we make a whole, and Christ is the head of the church. But God has given you gifts, and that is, is his gift to you. But how you use your gift for his glory and for his purpose is your gift back to him. Y'all catch that? And so the choice is yours. Will you lean forward into your gift and to your purpose, or will you avoid it and run away from it and, and, and miss the opportunity of seeing joy move in your life by doing the work of God? There are a myriad of reasons why people do not use their gifts. Some are afraid, some are scared, someone avoids difficulties or hardships that might be before them. It's very daunting for a high school student to apply for college. So therefore they'll tell their parent, I don't want to go to college. Because they're afraid of what they have not experienced before. Because it's a daunting thing to go away and do something you've never done before. Taking that step away by the safety net. Or maybe moving to a new job in a new city. Now you may, you know what, I've turned that opportunity down. Because I'd rather stay in the comfort of my home. We have different reasons why we won't do something new. Or how it will paralyze us and hinder us from experiencing something new. But I want to encourage us to realize that God has made us for a purpose. And I want us to lean in and say, God, am I walking in my purpose? Am I using the gifts that you have given me? And then when I understand this, if I'm moving with him and I'm walking with him and I'm using my gifts for his goal, for his, his, his glory and for his purpose, catch this, that even when I go through the storm, I know I'm going to make it through. But when I'm not moving with this purpose, I'm not moving for his glory. When I get into the storm, now I wonder, why am I in this storm? So I want to encourage you, can we learn the reason for our storms? And can we learn that God can bring us through the storms? Jonah is called by God for a specific purpose. He has a specific goal. He has a specific design. One and two says the Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how what? Wicked these people are. God has made a judgment on Nineveh. And the message that Jonah has is to go to tell them how y'all need to get right. Or God's going to get you right. And, and we heard that saying before, right? You know, sit down. Be quiet before I, you know, understand that that means that I made my judgment. So if you don't change your behavior, y'all, y'all with me here, then there's going to be some situations going to change that you may not appreciate later on. Don't make me turn this car around. We, we understand what people are telling you, like, I'm giving you an opportunity to get right. Aren't you glad that God gives us an opportunity? 
to get it right. I, I'm so glad that God does not say it like that, like, don't make me turn this car around. <laughs> Woo! If God says that, it's a wrap. It's over, y'all. But God says, let me give you a message. Let me give you some words of encouragement. That now you still got time to get it right. Tell your neighbor, God's grace is awesome. God is expecting grace. Is, is, is expressing his grace towards Nineveh by using his message and prophet Jonah to go tell them that this is about to happen. And what happens is that when we get convicted, anybody received the message before you get convicted, you realize that I might want to change my behavior. Uh, but I don't want to continue going down this path and, and have something that I don't want to experience if I can change what I'm going through. God is going to judge our sins. But also I'm so grateful that God does not stay angry forever. But he rather so his grace and his mercy. Anybody glad about that? And the word that God is giving to these people is a word that helps them to understand that if you don't get right, God is going to be right. <laughs> Jonah does not want to do the work. Now, if, for us to know why Jonah does not want to do the work is, is, is that the text suggests to us when you go later on in Jonah that he did not like Nineveh. He believed they should be punished for what they have done. And he understood that if I preach this message that God, you're so awesome, you're so great, you're going to show them grace and mercy. I don't want them to have grace and mercy. And so here it is that we look at closely in verse 3. He got the instructions. God told him what to do. God told him where to go. And look how the New Living Translation opens up and says, but Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. Lord have mercy. Lord, Lord have mercy. We, we know how that is, right? When somebody gave you instruction, you get them to do the opposite thing. I've I, I, I seen that with kids, right? I've seen that with adults who look at you like they let you know. As you do this, they look at you like, look at me. I'm about to do exactly what you told me not to do. Because they let you know how, how indignant, how I don't care, I have no respect for you, I'm going to do what I want to do. Jonah did all that before God. Now, we can be judgmental towards Jonah, but yet we can put ourselves in that same situation. God has called us to do something, we got to go, I'm going to do the opposite thing of what you called me to do. Get away from, and so he tries to get away from the Lord. It says he went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarsus. And he bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by selling the Tarsus. And what you're not understanding here, if you don't have your maps in front of you, he's trying to go as far as way in the opposite direction. He's saying that the further away, the harder it's going to get me to get where you want me to go. So let me go as far as, so that's like me telling you that I need you to go to Chicago. You can say, I'm going to go all the way down to Chile. <laughs> <laughs> you go, and then no matter, let me keep on going down, Simon. You go all in the opposite direction. That's not, that's not going, no, you go stop. Here it is, he's trying to go in the opposite direction. I don't want to go this way. Here's the reason why, because he does not want to see the enemy, who he sees as the enemy, to be able to be right with God. Here's the situation oftentimes with our gifts. You get what you put in. The more effort you put in, the more benefits you're going to get out. Here's one thing, too, that what Jonah knows and what we should know is that the word of God never returns back void. And so he knew that if God's word goes out, people's hearts will be touched and convicted that they might change. He understands that it wasn't just any message, but this was the message that God has given him to his people. And the question is that he was wondering, why should I go tell them how good you are? All the times in our lives, we need to think about what is holding us back. 
from doing what God has called us to do? What is it that we might have animosity or jealous or fear or whatever it might be that hinders us from walking fully in our purpose that God has called us to do? Fear oftentimes will paralyze us from moving forward. It will, it will stop us from facing the things that might be ahead of us because what? We have not experienced them before. But I want to encourage you that it's okay you have not experienced some things in your life. But know this, that if you're walking with God, whatever you are experiencing, you know that greater is he that's with me than he that is in the world. But Jonah did not want to take that possibility and opportunity to walk with God, but Jonah avoided the responsibility and he decided I'm going to run and go in the opposite direction. We find out if you look ahead with me in Jonah 4 and 2 why he did all this. It says, so he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarsus. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. So I want you to highlight this, that he references this. This is how I felt at the beginning. I didn't want them to get right. And God, they, 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 I want you to know, he, they repented and they, they mourned and God relented. He did not punish them as was coming because they showed an attitude of repentance and God allowed them to, get, to have a time of reprieve. But here it is that Jonah was so mad that God was showing grace and mercy to somebody. I want to encourage you today, don't, don't allow God's grace and mercy to somebody else like get you mad. We, we oftentimes say how the good die young. Because you mean you're mad about somebody else still living. How they still live? Well, don't worry about them. Do what God has called you to do. And know that God is always going to do what he's going to do. But the, the goal is for us to, am I walking in my purpose and walking in his power? And am I willing to embrace the hard things in my life? Because sometimes it looks like somebody's life is easier than your life. But you don't know what they're going through. We say it all the time, right? We, we, we see the glory, but we don't know the story. Jonah wanted to avoid the task of, of the challenge of preaching this gospel message to the city because he'd rather do what he wanted to do. But catch this. Jonah went in the opposite direction. Notice what God did. Verse 4. Y'all with me? But the Lord hurled. I like how I deliver. The, the Lord hurled. A powerful wind over the sea. Causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. I want you to know clearly here that this ship was the one identified. There's other ships out there on the port. But it was this ship that had Jonah on that God says, I got to let him know he can go only so far. Remember again how our lives indirectly and directly impact other people's lives. And here's the situation how Jonah did not know them, but now they get to know Jonah. Because Jonah is causing storms to impact not only their lives, but his life at the same time. Jonah did not see the storm as dangerous as the sailors did because Jonah was desensitized. Jonah has given up trying to live out his purpose, so therefore he had no purpose. Y'all missed it. His purpose was to be a prophet. He called to be a prophet, but he left that job. He left that responsibility and decided, I'm going to get as far away from God as possible. And so therefore the storm did not bother him. They had to wake him up. And he showed his indifference because the text does not tell us if he even prayed. They said, won't you pray? He's like, whatever. Why y'all messing with me? I'm just trying to get to my destination. 
But the soldiers, the, I'm sorry, the sailors had more fear for his God than he did. The storm caused these actions amongst them. Fear for life. Because they realized that they could not control what they were experiencing. Sometimes in our lives we want to control every part of our life. But you can only control what you can control. And that is you. I cannot control my outcomes. I cannot control my conflict. I cannot control what somebody else might do. But I can control my response. And notice here, Jonah's response was like, I don't care. And because he did not care, the sailors, they cared and they were trying to go on. But they, they kept on doing it. They gave up their cargo to save their ship and to save their lives. They were trying to roll back to shore. They were trying to do all the things they could to preserve their lives. Another thing that we do, that when we're going through storms in our lives, sometimes we're going to get into self-preservation mode. What can I do to save me? And notice what they did. They said, the cargo we have is not more valuable than my life. You know, this is our livelihood. We have this to sell these when we get to the other side, but it's no good if we did. What did Jesus say? What does a man profit? They gain the whole world, but losing his soul. They understood that we ain't going to gain anything we, 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 we cannot enjoy. How oftentimes in our lives that we find our true purpose when we are lost in God instead of finding ourselves. Trying to be rich, trying to be opulent, trying to be great in this world, but realize to be rich in this world is to be poor towards God. So they were trying through human means to save their lives and, and let go of their material possessions. Also highlight again how Christ says, in order to be my disciple, you must deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow after me. And then when all that did not work, they looked to God. Y'all see that there in the test? Oftentimes in our lives, we're going to try all our, all our strengths, all our minds, all our wisdom, what we can do. And when that falls short, then we realize, is there something bigger, greater than us? We often come to the conclusion that there is a God, and we are not him. That there is someone who is in control of all things. And they look. So Jonah does not want to leave the storm because he is so happy has his mind made up that he does not want to go where God wants him to go. That he's willing to face this storm instead of walking in the purpose of God. Jonah was comfortable in the storm. Jonah did not want to do the hard work of facing his adversity and doing the work that God has called him to do. Instead, Jonah would rather die than work for the Lord. After they went through all this, verse 12 tells us what? Throw me into the sea. Jonah said, and then we become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. That's, that's weighty right there. The reason why this is so weighty because he understood that you are going through this problem right now because of me. But I am not willing to change anything to make it better. Y'all got to throw me over. But I'm staying on this boat. <laughs> But if y'all want me off, y'all get to the storm, it's me, throw me off. No, no, what's happening here is that he is content of living in this mess because he'd rather not walk in what God called him to do. This is how we know how people are sometimes when we get so lost. That we're living in such a disarray of depression, of funk, and, and anger, and animosity, and everybody's trying to feel, why can't they get it together? Because they haven't made up their mind yet to get right with God. We, we can't want it more than them, but they got to make it up their mind for themselves. Same thing in your life. You, once you just make your mind out of something, it's kind of hard for you to change your mind about something. 
And when we see here that he made his mind up that I want to be as far away as from the presence of God, that I'm going to go all I can do to do what that is. And, and no matter what y'all say, y'all woke me up, y'all praying, y'all God, y'all cast lots that fell on me. I let y'all know I serve the God that creates the heavens and the earth. The seeds that we're on, he controls that. And they're like, this fool. <laughs> How are you going to run from the God that controls all these things? Look at the, y'all with me there, verse 9. He says, Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew. And I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. At this moment of time, maybe he should have been convicted and said, you know what, I messed up. I need to get right with God, but no. But the sailors were. Look at verse 10, y'all with me? The sailors were terrified when they heard this. For he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Look what they said to him. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop this storm? Remember I said the storm is not the problem. We're going to face storms in our lives. But how we make through those storms depends on our choice. Will I choose to look towards God and trust in him? Or will I choose to depend on myself and focus on me? They did not want to anger the Lord. And so therefore they looked to God and said, what must we do to make it through this storm? They understood that if they could appease their God, because they were already trying to appease all the other gods. Look in the text, lowercase g. They made sacrifices. They would do all kinds of things. Hey, hey, your God, your God, your God, try all the gods. Are they going to work? And then they say, hey, somebody's missing. He's sleeping. Go wake him up. Hey, man, don't you see what we're going through? Uh, can you not pray to your God? I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from him. I'm not going to talk to him. And that's what happens, right? When we are in such a way that we are in a storm that oftentimes we don't want to deal with it. We, don't, we, we have people that are in pain and discomfort so much so that they get used to the pain and discomfort. And so that when it's time for them to change, they don't want to. And oftentimes that's how it works, right? Anybody's been through athletics or physical therapy, oftentimes that you've got to go through pain in order to get better. <laughs> and, and that's what happens. That's how they do trials. Because they, they find out who can endure and, and make it through because they know the condition you have to be in in order to make it. Y'all, y'all catch that? They got to know the condition. So God knows the condition you have to be in to be in his purpose. And he's going to get you into shape. My God. But are we willing to participate in the plan he has to get us into shape? Because if you're not willing to participate, then you can be like Jonah. You can run away from your purpose. And then you can get into a storm. And you're wondering why you're in the storm. And you're impacting other people in the storm. And they're talking to you about why you're in the storm. And you're in the corner like, oh yeah, this is my fault. That's one thing Jonah did fess up to, right? Y'all, you are in this mess because of me. Jonah knew he was the problem. He, he, he realized that if you remove me, you got to catch that? If you remove me, the storm will be over. The sailors did not want to do this. Isn't that something? The sailors wanted to save his life. But Jonah did not want to save his life. There's people out there that you want to share something with, but they don't want to receive it. But yet you still want to share 
this good news with them. We are called to share this gospel. There might be some people that don't want to hear it, but don't be afraid of them. Tell them this great gospel. Tell them that there is a God that loves them. Tell them that they're not beyond loving. Tell them no matter why they're in the storm, you can make it out of the storm. Now, notice that they both get out the storm in two different ways. Y'all yeah, catch that? They both make it out the storm, but in two different ways. One made out the storm because he was thrown overboard. And once he was thrown overboard, those who remained on the boat, they were in good seas. Y'all see that? Verse 13 and 14 sees how the sailors were, were, were basically not willing to throw him over, but once they realized they couldn't get him to shore, they throw him over. Y'all with me? Let's read it again. Instead, the sailors rolled even harder to get the ship to the land, but the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh, Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. I'm going to stick a pin there for a moment. Remember, they were praying to their gods, lowercase g, but now they have the proper name of Israel's God, Adonai. And they are saying to that name specifically when it says capital Lord, Adonai, they're calling him as we know Yahweh or Jehovah. That, that's what they're saying. They, they recognize this is the name that I am, that I am. They realize this is a specific God. This is your God. And we don't want your God to be mad at us for what we're about to do. So they pray to the God of Israel. Don't make us die for this man's sin. Can I say that one more time? Did I say it for somebody? Don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. What did Jesus say on the cross? My God, my God. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh, Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. I want, remember I told you the storm is not the problem. Storms are going to come in our lives. But what is the reason for the storm? The reason for the storm in Jonah's life was to stop him from going any further than where he was going. God allowed him to make it this far. But he said, now that's far enough. You need to get back where I called you to be. But then the storm for the sailors was to let them know that there's a God outside their gods. They realized that there was a different God that was greater than the gods that they knew. Because the text tells us that when they threw him over, verse 15, the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea. And the storm stopped. At once, the sailors were all struck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Again, I highlight the storm is not the problem, but we want to know the reasons of our storms and know that God can bring us through our storms. The storm moved the sailors to worship God on the other side of the storm. While they were in the storm, they were pleading to God. And, and when they, they made it out the storm, storm they worshiped God. God. Y'all catch that there? While they were in the storm, they were pleading to God. 
when they made it out the storm, they worshiped God. I want to encourage you that while you are going through your storm, and you don't know why you're in the storm, that's when you need to cry out to God. And then when you make it out the storm, that's when you want to worship God. But then we might be on the other side that we in the storm because we are not doing what God called us to do. And we might find ourselves, Cassius, Cassius, getting thrown overboard. Things might get worse before they get there. Mm. But notice, notice here that when they threw him into the water, what does the text tell us? The storm stopped at once and the Lord provided. The Lord provided a great fish. Y'all see that there? And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So what I want to highlight here is that they threw him overboard. The storm stopped. The text tells us that then they offered sacrifices and vowed to serve him. But then also God was still working. I'm going to say that I want to highlight here is that God is always moving. He helped them out and simultaneously he helped out Jonah. We know that Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights, and then the fish spit him on dry land. They both went through storms for different reasons. But one thing that was common through these storms is that God is able to bring you through the storms. The storm will just us to worship God on the other side of the storm. When we make it through the storm, we should take some time to worship the Lord that we made. The reason that we made it was that because God's love never fails. The storm for the sailors was a storm of revelation. It was a, for the storm for Jonah was a storm of correction. What's the reason for your storm? No matter the reason of your storm, know that God is good and God can get you through the storm. I want to highlight a few things about the Bible reminds us about some storms. Sometimes you might make it through your storm and it might be through a shipwreck. I want to encourage you that when Paul was on the ship, he let them know that don't worry, we all are going to make it. But the ship got to go down. I don't know about you, but that wasn't good news if I was on that boat. <laughs> Hearing that I'm going to make it, but the ship's going to go down. Sometimes in our lives, we may not be comfortable going through what we're going through, but you can make it through. See, so you can make it through. You, you might be like Jonah, you might be thrown overboard in the storm. But knowing that God might also make a great fish to swallow you whole. He might hold you in that fish for three days, but will spit you out on dry land. Or maybe it might be the Lord might be asleep on the boat with you. And you wake him up saying, Master, do you not care if we perish? But he will get up and he'll say, Peace, be still. Because the sea and the winds obey his command. It may be the Lord may come to you while you are in the storm, but he's not in the boat. He's away from you in the storm. And you say, Lord, I want to be where you are. And he's going to say, Come. And you know when he said, Come, he was talking to Peter. Peter got out the boat. Oh, y'all don't hear me? He got out the boat and was walking on walk. Y'all don't hear me? He was scared of the sea. He was scared of the storm. But when he saw Jesus, he was no longer scared of the sea or the storm. That he got up out the boat and was walking towards Jesus. When I'm encouraging long as Jesus is with you, you can make it through the storm. Maybe it might be that in the midst of the storm, you might find out that he will bring you through. 
that even if you are in the midst of the storm, you fall down like Peter, but you can cry out, Master, he will lift you up. Anybody here glad that I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful soul? But my master, hear my despair cry, and I say, am I? When we understand that I can be with him. No matter my storm, no matter how rough the seas are, no matter how much the wind blows, that if God is still present, mm, all they got to do is speak. Mm, all they got to do is move. And I know that he is good. Deuteronomy 7 and 8, Jonah knows this. He says, Deuteronomy 7 and 8 says, Rather it was simply that the Lord loves you, and he was keeping the oath he had sworn to your ancestors. That is why the Lord rescues you with such a strong hand from your slavery and the oppressing hand of Pharaoh, the king of Israel. Jonah knew this message that if he preached that to Nineveh, he knew that they might be rescued. Well, what encourages this that sometimes we need to be rescued by God, but we need to hear a word from God. And even when we don't hear a word from God, we can cry out to God. And notice that we can find out how we can make it through. Now, it may not be the same day. It may be three days later. But you can find out the reason for your storm and realize that God has brought you through so that you can worship and tell somebody else that I know what I went through. I don't look like what I've been through because of his grace and his mercy. As we are ending on this first month of this new year and many of us have made plans and visions about how we want to be something and do something more for 24, I want to encourage you, encourage you, remember to make God part of your plan. And notice that harshness will come. But no matter how big the storm is, and how great the winds blow, it's not bigger than our God, it's not greater than our God. And He can bring you through. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you that you are faithful, that you are consistent, that you are our refuge, you are our shelter in the time of the storm, you are our shield, you are our protector, you are our rock. We thank you, God, that with you, we are always safe. Father, forgive us for times we made it more about us. Forgive us for times that we try to do it on our own might and our own strength. But thank you, God, that you never, never give up on us. And you consistently remind us through maybe a storm or might be a gentle wind. But God, you are always speaking to us. So Father, here we are. We open up our hearts our minds to hear from you, O God. Help us, Lord, that we see the hope of your call you put upon us in our lives. And we walk in simple obedience according to your will. Uh, Father, bless us, God, that we might encourage somebody else. That they might be in the midst of their storm. That we might help point them to Jesus. And they will find on the other side, they will worship him where he brought them to. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, how you have out to your church daily such as we should be saved. So there might be someone who may not know Jesus, but I pray that he can confess with their mouth. And believe in our hearts, Christ is only shall be saved. We think about how you had on to your church. In Jesus Christ, my Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 As we've seen the words of our God, we pray to give, uh, give God his tithes and his offering. And at that moment when we walk around, it might be you that's looking to join this fellowship. You want to uh, join this church and give your life to Christ here. You want to know what must you do to be saved. You're welcome to come forward and talk uh, to our deacons, our ministers. We'll be happy to disciple you. Those who might be online, reach out to us through our website and email. And we can follow up with you as well. Let's prepare now to give back to God. What already belongs to him. Uh, let us pray. Father, we freely give back. What already belongs to you. Thank you, Lord, for the means of attainment. 
we thank you for your blessings upon us. And Father, he has blessed us. We have desired to give you that. Now we thank you, Lord, you supply all our needs. And so, Father, continue to bless and keep and now multiply and increase what is given for the work of your kingdom. Jesus Christ, and Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Where the us is, please come forward to lead us.
February 10th, that's Saturday, uh, for the sweetheart, for the sweetheart gala. And then also want to uh, remind us again that Wednesday Bible study is back in session. I know we were preached out a little bit high style, but we, we, those who are able to make, we will hear that, that Wednesday and we'll continue on uh, Wednesday night Bible study. And thank you for those who are able to join us online um, as well. We still try to uh, simulcast our Zoom meeting and go live on Facebook uh, for our time of worship. Uh, and then also Sunday schools at 9 a.m. And that also has a time of Zoom uh, for members able to join in. And we have members here present uh, for Sunday school. You're welcome to come. And then also we want to encourage everybody, I believe the first uh, Sunday in February, we want to try to get as many members' participation to, to make greeting of uh, Valentine cards for uh, some local residents in our community. And so you would like to help write a love note or a word is just encourage, make sure that they are loved and encouraged. Uh, we're looking to celebrate that on that first Sunday in February. Those will be able to get their cards and be able to write a little message out and we just give it to you. Uh, so it just be a general message, but something that they will have a card. You know, sometimes people in homes, right, so they may not get anything. And so may we be a blessing uh, to them during that season. Amen. Amen. All right. So those are our announcements. We're going to stand up for the, our benediction. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, we'll sing our doxology, but we'll raise the benediction for, your, for members to remain. Amen. Y'all can fellas with our guests of vision, but for us to hold our church uh, business meeting shortly after. Amen. So maybe rise and sing the doxology.
Amen.